0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
0: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Another episode of the Doddleston Messages here for you, presented by Pirate and Josh. I am Pirate. I'm Josh. And this is Paranormality. Okay, so we're going to dive straight back in. Uh, We're not doing recaps because I believe that anybody watching this is probably skipping from one straight to the next. It's quite bingeable, I believe, anyway. Yep, Um, 100%. So... We got to, last time, Lucas is free of prison, mm-hmm. and he asked if uh, Ken and Deb and Peter were actually from 2109, not 1985, and they're like, no, we're definitely from 1985, uh, but then they got in contact with 2109, and they were basically like, we can't really tell you what's going on, but we can give you a bit of guidance. hmm because
0: twenty-one hundred and nine um, left a cryptic message, didn't they? You let, you read the message from twenty-one hundred and nine. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah.
1: Up. Yeah. There was a yeah, a bit of a message from them, which I'm just trying to find in my book. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here it is. That's fine. Um. But yeah. Uh, so twenty-one hundred
0: and nine replied. Yeah, and Ken and everyone are still trying to piece together, hang on a second, 2109s entered the mix because
1: they were just talking to Lucas. Just to Lucas before and uh, around about 1540, yeah. Now now this 2109s come into the um, picture, but they're not being very forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will get more forthcoming, um, but for now we're just going to carry on with lucas um because they do get another uh message fairly soon afterwards from lucas saying my goodly free- friend friend <laughs> <It's
0: hard. laughs> my goodly friend i love
1: it when he says that uh here is my verse but i think you will make no sense of this thing i wrote it for a record take what is truly yours to be to your confusion before it affects a man who may be in trouble or danger Many a year ago since your day, this device is not incitement to evil, but the opposite of that. An angel of good fortune for those who shine. Whatever be your motive, questions about important matters from the three that shine, who nonetheless you have seen, will cause the box of light to be no more. Such conduct shall be your correction. For an easy death is near for a friend of a wise man who chooses. The foul man must see the king to tell him of the cat that frightened a mouse and cure your sickness. Each of you men that have understanding, I do not doubt that your prayers shall be answered, so that you may teach wisdom unto the foolish. Be wary, my friend, of your lust. The pudding may burn. (laughs) I will write tomorrow. I am none too well lucas your loving friend wow uh and it says in the in the next sentence it's more of a collection of fragments rather than a poem um but uh yeah i mean at least they're they're back they're talking to him and you know he seems to be fairly happy and they they indeed write back in the in the same way that they've been writing to to john do you remember they had to write in like old english they're still doing that and that uh, was the
0: most gobbledygook message yet about the mouse that it didn't make any sense
1: no i'm not like it says though it probably won't make much sense here here is my verse but i think it'll make no sense of it yeah 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 um i'm not really sure because there is a little bit of um writing in between there i'm not really sure exactly what that was all about (laughs) (laughs) um But they write back, uh, and they, they say to Lucas, mine goodly friend, Peter hath looked long and with care at your verse, and it be not either to reckon after many hours we did think that there may be a chance for you to go back to your farm. This beest thy verse for a part thereof which we think might help thee. Thy foul man must see thy king and tell him of thy cat that didst affright the mouse and remedy your sick. Do you think that thy sheriff would go to London to see thy king, if he did have some reckoning of how Henry Mann, so lately risen in importance, did once write to Dr. Bocking, confessor to thy maid of Kent Elizabeth Barton, and say, I beg you to accept me as your spiritual son, and ask prayers of Elizabeth Barton to obtain grace, to mortify myself, and live only for Christ.' This does have thine taint of attainer, for Barton and Bocking did a pass at thy burn 1534. Thus might Fowlhurst a fright man, and gather more of the gratitude of mine crane. 2109 saith that the verse hold your salvation, and we hath seen no other part that dost help, But we are not gods, and tis all that we can find. You may have a better reckoning than our wretched cells, Ken and Depp. So what they're saying is that 2109 has gone. I'm not sure where it was written, to be honest. Um, It may not have been actually in the book part of it. Um, But 2109 thinks that a part of the verse that Lucas has written um, is something that will help him Uh, with his Crane Court case, because he's still got to go to Crane Court yet.
0: Because he's still on house arrest at this
1: point. He's still on house arrest, Mm. yeah. He's still technically sort of imprisoned, I guess. Yeah. Um, Only uh, he's still got to present his case to the Crane Court. And Lucas replies, My friends, I did not know of this about man, nor do I know anyone that does, because of this, deny his loyalty to the king. If it is true, according to the law, he will be a traitor, but he cannot be arrested, because it would cause the authorities embarrassment. So he will be told to go away for a while, until enough time has passed for none to have memory of such an unfavourable act. For by this reason, Fowlehurst would rejoice and know to be sure to stop my punishment this would seem a fitting answer. It also may be my rescue. I shall make ha- haste to tell him. Lucas. Hmm. Okay, so they think that they found some uh, information on a guy who's obviously close to the king. And if they let the, that be known, then obviously, you know, it might be Lucas, Lucas's salvation as he really. rightly says A way right out. At the end yeah um
0: i'm impressed that they managed to write back in that language because that also sounded like gobbledygook yeah it does doesn't
1: it it's hard to it, lucas knows what they mean and
0: it's yeah so bizarre.
1: because they're trying to because peter is translating what they want to say for them mm-hmm. into that old english it, it does make it quite hard going hard to understand um But Lucas comes back to them uh, a, a day or two later, and he says, My true friend Ken, I haven't spoken with the sheriff. Tomorrow I will go before the court. I can't escape being condemned. They won't listen to my story of Bishop Mann. Only the sheriff could help, but he is powerless when I am in the court. I am so weak that I don't find it easy to think clearly. I can hear Catherine crying for me. It pains me so. She's only 14. Too young to be by herself without a man to guide her. I hope that she isn't taken as a witch like me, but this would be typical of this prejudiced government. I have thought for days and nights without sleep on what there was in these verses of ours that could save me, but I cannot remember all of your verse, as I am not allowed any writing materials. I beg you to think with me for this time, for time is running out. If you can't speak with me again, then I must also beg you to write my book and place this in it because he wants to write a book about Mm. his, about this to all people concerning good friends, Ken, Peter, and Debbie. Although I am long dead in your time, I would like you to believe that my friends are not furies or devils, but great men and a good woman who writes this book, not for themselves, but for your better understanding. Although many foolish people will turn away from this unknown thing. Those that can learn will find great knowledge. If you do not turn away from what is true, the people of my time cannot learn, for we are thrown in prison for thinking and reasoning on what is not explained. So we learn only what the crown will teach, and not what there is to be learned. It sounds like the news today, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you can kind of understand what he's trying to say. If you, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, as you're reading it in my mind, I'm trying to
1: understand yeah, it. Yeah. And you
0: can just about get
1: what he's, get what he's saying. saying. Yeah. He says, I am a man of God's book, but I will die for this very reason. I pray you understand me for life is too short to go to God with nothing learned. Farewell, my good, honest friends. May your God receive you and long live Oxford. Lucas. He really likes Oxford. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's an Oxford boy. Definitely.
0: I've been to Oxford. It's actually very, very nice to be fair. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, the see any fa- graffiti. Family that
1: live in Oxford. It's a really, really yeah. nice historic place. No
0: litter, no graffiti. Oh. Like, the, the people actually care about their, their town,
1: city. Very much so. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, what he's saying is he, he's been sick. Probably through worry and frustration, he's been mm-hmm. quite ill. He, um, he. They won't listen to is the story about the bishop, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the corrupt bishop.
0: I imagine he'd be on rations as well in prison. Uh, well, he's
1: still in this house at the moment. Oh, yes. Yeah. House arrest. And he says, only the sheriff could help me, but he's powerless when I'm in court. It's only while he's in house arrest that the sheriff could mm. help him. The sheriff hasn't got time to go to London and speak to the Crown court, while, yeah. since he's got to go there himself the next but day. But essentially, they've got
0: control of everything he's doing, and well, like he he couldn't just pop out and get some food or anything. No, he's, not Really?
1: Mm. poor Lucas and the following evening Lucas left one last message before he left for the crying court Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in Latin non progredi est regredi ad momento mori deus vorbiscum Lucas and that means not to go forwards is to go back to the moment of death God be with you, Lucas. Mm, it's quite deep. It is. Yeah. And, um, and that is actually his last message. It is. Yeah. Even they even, he even returned a, a picture that they'd sent him of his friend, Erasmus. Do you remember he was talking about Erasmus? Yeah. They, that to prove that they knew of Erasmus, they sent a picture of him, uh, that one of Ken's work colleagues had given him from, from his uh, university thesis, actually. He was oh, going to wow. use it in his university thesis. And they sent it back, you know, by leaving it on top of the computer. Mm-hmm. You remember how the, car, the picture of the car disappeared? Yeah. So yeah. did the picture of Erasmus. And now he's sent it back because he doesn't think that he's going to be able to write his book. And he wanted to keep it for his book. And again, you can see that it's all burnt and charred. Yeah, and brittle, like the other one. Like it's travelled through time, yeah. How strange. Um. So that is the
0: last we hear of Lucas, and then he's off to Crown
1: Court. Yeah, he's yeah, he's off a little word, uh, a little while. Um. Oh man. uh, I'm not sure. There's another message here, but I'm not sure who it was by. I'll leave. I'll I'll leave that one alone. Um.
0: So, I, I so Ken and Deb, they're freaking out at this moment. They're thinking, oh, no, the, the one person we're contacting is yeah. gone.
1: So-, so now they're turning to um, 2109 mm-hmm. and saying, what can we do to help Lucas? You know, he's got to go. we got we got to do something to help mm-hmm. him. And 2109 literally just wrote back a message saying, your questions will be answered. Mm, helpful great okay <laughs> um, and then it said uh, not enough power and that, so they wrote back saying uh, explain uh, can we help uh, name the power source please Ken? Uh and then it just replied back with go to sleep
0: <laughs> okay what 2109 said go to sleep yeah
1: And then it's, I don't know why it writes back in Latin, but it, it, 2109, then writes directly to Peter. And it is in Latin, but I will read the, uh, the translation. It says, Peter, you are devoting nights and days to your investigation. This is what he wishes for himself. That trick of yours does not deceive me. I think Peter's probably trying to ask questions that, 2109 doesn't want to answer at this point.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they're from the future, so they can't give too much away because it will be like a butterfly effect.
1: Yeah. So then they go on to say, first, what help do you require? If you wish to know Lucas Wainman's true name, we can say no more than the man named Peter has it, page 26. Do you remember I told you he'd written down a list mm. of everybody that was on Bracenose College? Yeah. He has it. He he has the identity that they're looking for. They just don't know which one out of that list of names it is. The person whom you refer to as John is not to be trusted. Also, there is nothing to fear outside man. True. But you are not fully capable of knowing just what man really is. Without knowledge, you have fear. With fear, you create your own nightmares. Mm. So, like I say, they're always very quick, cryptic, and they write back saying twenty-one oh nine. There are many disturbances. Can you indicate the source? We must know a little more of Lucas. Which village or town did he come from precisely? Did he go t- uh, to trial in Chester or Nantwich? Thank you for the riddles. They are so hard. King Mouse. A little more help, please, Ken.
0: <laughs> Bit of sarcasm there, boy, Ken.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's very strange that they're okay. writing in riddles.
1: Okay, then they get uh, a new message saying my friend, thou must give thy compute comput- without a P commuter and thy power to myself, or else ye wilt have none of my words about thy friend Lucas. Hmm. So somebody else has come online eh? It's not John. I'm pretty sure it's not long, not John. Um,
0: and it's not 2109.
1: It's not 2109. Oh, because he said Friend, which is the friend. Oldest, yeah, it's friend, old. Friend, the language. old English language.
0: But also, 2109 seemed to be writing in Latin
1: and in like a weird. Rhythm. 2109 does write very strangely, and there is a reason why I think that is. Okay. Now, here's one that they actually write to tell, to try and sort of clear things up a little bit. Lucas's father served on the king's rose, Bristol. A favour from the king brought wealth. Tell the king about the mouse. Now, this refers to some kind of, um, uh, I think that's what the pussycat pussycat went to London whole thing went is going on about ah. it's going on about something historical that happened uh with a mouse and under the king's chair or something like that okay um but either whatever we know we know that Lucas's father served on the king's rose which is a ship in the port of Bristol so he was possibly like a captain or a first mate or someone of very mm. like of a, a person of power he yeah. possibly even knew the king himself so he got a favor from the king of wealth of land of, so, you know, obviously Lucas's family is surely in favor with the King. Um, and then I'm hoping
0: there's a plot twist and Lucas does actually make it out and writes again. Don't break my heart.
1: Well, (laughs) we've got a little while to go there. But we get another message from twenty one oh nine because they just they just keep asking. Look, is there any more riddles? Is there anything you can tell us that will actually help? Because this doesn't seem to sort of help us very much. Mm. And it says, "Oh, oh, because they've been getting poltergeist activity as well. A lot yeah, of poltergeist the activity. Do you remember I the told you steps. about the furniture that's been thrown down one side of the? Well, that's all happening." Mm-hmm. Stacking Um, of things. Yeah, yeah, they ask about the poltergeist as well. And um, 2109 says, Ken, Deb, Peter, again, we give you two choices together with some help. What is our name? Too perfect that we make mistakes as we have a character. Movement that casts no shadows. Thought without chemical reactions. Love without passion. Hate without anger. Wars without life lost. How can we have a name? We are many but no more than one in the time to come. We have no retirement. Ah, what an age to be if it degets, if it's, if the digits were reversed. Marriage. One, do you know of Lucas and what, do you, what, do you wish to know of Lu uh, I'll get my words out in a minute. Do you wish to know of Lucas and what of him? Cause the computer to have been never in his time, cause the computer to never have been in his time. Thus he shall fall to no unnatural death. He would have no knowledge of you on your time to come. You shall have no proof. Two, you continue with the computer and risk the sight of your destiny, as Lucas. But something will be proved. You three must sit undisturbed and talk and listen. Most importantly, the answer will come to you all, not from an individual. Mm. This is quite cryptic. And one of the points that I'd like to make is in the first paragraph where it's a, it's basically 2109 is describing itself too perfect that we make mistakes as we must have a character movement that casts no shadows thought with no chemical reaction, love with no passion, hate without anger, wars without life lost. How can we have a name? Yeah, right. Mm. So who, what kind of person uh, makes mistakes has a character movement that casts no shadows thought without chemical reaction love without passion hate without anger wars without life lost this, these aren't people mm, in aliens. 1985 they had no concept of artificial intelligence oh, okay but today there are many many examples of artificial intelligence that are in ah. work even now now, twenty one oh nine at the point, at the time of this recording in twenty twenty two, twenty one oh nine is less than a hundred years from now. Yeah, the technology is going to
0: be wild. We're only
1: thirty years or well, so ahead of thirty five years ahead of this book. Mm. We now have AI in twenty one oh nine. Imagine what AI could be, could do. Yeah, yeah, man. It's the AI that is able to breach time.
0: I like how my brain went to aliens. <laughs> you, yeah, you went straight to aliens. I love <laughs> it. Aliens, it's got to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got robots. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they responded, We have no wish to see our destiny and shall no more ask of you. Oh, how John cries for the empty power of the, this machine. He too will be disappointed. For a short time, I shall continue with words to John. But there is nothing I can say that will satisfy him. The massive disturbances about which no one will communicate have made me resolute to give up these things. Lucas is gone. My friend is dead. I shall not pursue him by these means. He asks only that a book be written. I shall do this for him. Ken. If time is short, we must choose. But how can we, as we know so little of your purpose... I dare not approach the future. I can ask no more and merely admit confusion. I do not really understand the choices. So how can I choose? And then Mm -hmm. after that, he wrote to, we presume still presuming that John is on the other end of the Leem's Boist. Mm -hmm. My friend John, thou shalt learn those timings that you so desire in four or five days. Be prepared. Ken. So they're buying themselves time. Mm. Um, and John writes back within minutes going now. Oh. He's impatient. getting very demanding. He wants the power of the Leems Boist. Um And
0: John's but, from back in the day. Yeah,
1: John's from back in the back in the day. and he says now and they would they just go, No, a feast is worth a fast, Ken. Well you know, little
0: so they're still talking in Old English too,
1: John? Yeah, yeah, they have to speak to, in Old English mm-hmm. to the people who live back then, otherwise they can't understand. They have as much problems as what Lucas did at the start, mm. which is something that um, Ken kind of complained about Lucas. <laughs> what, for trying at, to steal his woman? <laughs> no, at the start of the book, they're asking Lucas questions, and then he'll ignore them for seven several messages, and I think it's because he's still trying to figure out what... The question is and then he'll write an answer like three or four messages later and they're like oh god's sake you could have told us that you know three messages makes sense so yeah they have to write in that old english messages to for the, the people in the past to understand and then they get a message saying friend this be a friend of lucas Ye may call Thomas my na- name, if thee find this rightly. I am known to all men of every manner in this place. Lucas, who be a goodly man, did take n- n- to ask me and tell the king of Henry Man. I am also taken to wonder what this be this question. To the king, so that I may tell him as is asked. Thomas. Hmm. Thomas.
0: That's a random name. We've not heard.
1: No, we know Thomas. Thomas, Thomas. Foulhurst. The oh, sheriff. Oh, the sheriff's back. Yeah. And apparently now he can see the leans boist and use it. Ah, oh, whereas before it was
0: disappearing.
1: Yeah. It was only John that could speak. Possibly because John had been with Lucas when Lucas was using the leans. Mm-hmm. Now when Lucas has come back, perhaps it's gained a little bit more solidity and Thomas has gone in there and gone bugger me. It's actually real. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: <laughs> That's very interesting.
1: So anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they say, Oh, is Lucas still alive? You know, we, we, we thought, you know, we thought he'd, he'd gone. He was, he was dead. The sheriff says, um, he cried not for mercy, but did say the commuter could only have come from God. And that it were no more than irregular, irregular half witted botches who beat them them to sneak up. Basically, Lucas has gone to the Crown Court and told them that they're (laughs) all half wits for believing that this is the work of the devil. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it goes on. And uh, they they, uh, keep right. No, actually. Ken goes away for a little while and leaves Debs in charge and Thomas Foulhurst is trying to get them to talk but Ken's not there and Deb ends up having to write back going oh, I cannot till my man returns or till I have Peter's words Debbie and Falhurst replies why this beat have you no tongue pray <laughs> and Deb's like uh, I am but a humble girl who may cause you to be upset by my ill scritten words for it is true to say that I have no tongue that is in words of your time Debbie and then he writes back saying, Methinks thou must speak more, or me shalt thinks ye to be a half wit. Where is your man <laughs> Ken and the learned learned man Peter pray? And Deb says, My man is in Scotland, and his Peter is in Harden, methinks. And he writes back, what do you knoweth of the leams? How many days shall ye be alone? And Deb says, I'm not alone for too long. I have many friends who do visit me. And if I need my man, he shall come quickly. Why do you move so many things in this room? I, the poltergeist poltergeist activity. Mm -hmm. She, she now thinks that he is causing the poltergeist activity. Okay. I cannot think what is to be gained by these silly tricks you play. It, Does make my man annoy us. We do not move your things about do we? Tell me, how did you learn to use the leams with so much haste? I thought only Lucas knew. But if you are the same man, I shall understand and not tell my man if you tell me who you really are. Your name and the date, Debbie. He writes Mm, back.
0: So she's trying to investigate.
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, ye be rightly said thou hath no tongue in, in my words <laughs> me bids good day he's like, like yeah you're a woman I don't care shut up I'm, I'm, yeah back in the yeah. day I suppose and she sort of says oh, Alva I said something wrong have you something to hide I shall think you are the same man as Lucas and John if you please not to answer Debbie but he doesn't write back uh, and then I think uh, Ken takes over and he says sheriff where must you go to now who lives in the house of lucas now he is no more oh no that's peter that's right written that foulhurst writes back most noble sir i will take a guess and say that you know nothing of lucas for you say lucas is no more you are not a man of vanity for your words are wise it occurs to me i know you have a strong interest in the leams even if you don't understand it i too am confused by it there will be opportunity enough to speak with you another day when I have time to spare. Tell the woman I have no reason to have harsh words with her, nor with yourself. Long live the King, Foulhurst. Okay. So they're trying to dig into what this Foulhurst knows. Um,
0: but he's not giving away that much. He's, is he?
1: No, no, he's not really given a, a lot. Um. But neither is 2109, so it
0: just seems to me that like Lucas is the no. only one with personality.
1: Oh, but I, th- I think they're still trying to find out Lucas's real name as well, so they can tell what actually happened to him. Um, they get another message saying, Friend, thou wants Lucas's name. Me didst hide it when he didst leave it, thou may have it if thou aways the rag with a beard for him be a frampled oh (laughs) I think they had another visitor come round and and I'm not sure if he can see see him but he's he's saying you can have Lucas's real name when you get rid of this bloke (laughs) okay
0: the translations are much easier to understand
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, between you and me my education is absolutely appalling and it is hard to make myself understood so I ask my friend to write for me I also think the computer may take my fingers and work evil on them if I write to you. But if it is not so, then I may be abolished the evil. So he may die without a corrupt soul. (laughs) He's getting his mate to write it in case he Mm. is uh, corrupted by the evil to avoid further problems. I shall write my own name at the end of the message. Please tell me what does Peter want with so many questions, none of which I have to answer unless a good reason is given. I have told Richard Grosner of the good land here, and it is certain he will pay a good deal to acquire it. Thomas Foulhurst. So he's now basically saying to the local baron, we've got a good farm here, I'll sell it to you if you want. He's gonna, literally claiming Lucas's land and selling it off the local baron. He can't do that, can he? I guess back in the 1540s, he could. Mm. The thing is, like... um when you were convicted of, like, crime, witchcraft, you know, treachery, that kind of thing, back in these times, you would be stripped of your title and your lands and any just take wealth everything. that you had. Yeah, if you went to prison or you were sentenced to death or whatever, that was it. Your fam- family didn't get a look in. Mm, yeah. So it's just the way it was.
0: Um, I'm so glad we don't live in those times. (laughs) A
1: little further down the screen was another short message from John. Friend, don't ask for Lucas's name as Falhurst will have him killed. He is kept alive so that the leam still shines. I know this because I have heard him sing. There are few that sing in Latin in prison. Don't repeat these words to anyone or I shall be in great trouble. So John Mm. has affixed that on the bottom of the message.
0: Okay, go, John.
1: Yeah. Now, so John has admitted to them that Lucas is obviously still alive. He's being kept alive so that Foulhurst can use the leams so it shines as brightly.
0: It's almost like the leams is attached to Lucas.
1: It is. Yeah, I think I, I think it is definitely. Now, this is when Deb's has an actual dream. Okay. About Lucas. And she dreams of being in the pit with him and she can smell foul wrench air, horrible, you know, where he's forced to go to the toilet in the corner of the, you know, the, the the conditions are horrible and got very little light. And and she said, it's just absolutely choking conditions. And, and he's still there singing this weird little song in Latin, you know, trying to keep his spirits up. Um, and so, they call the fairest bluff oh. thou dost hope that he may die without corrupt soul, dost thou mean Lucas, and he is he not dead for he we were told that he had died. We would rejoice to know that Lucas lives truly, thou lacks not nobility, but we know in our time that nobility is forgiving and has understanding. Canst thou not understand that Lucas is a good man and should not die? We are not devils, but we have power. Lucas must not die, but must be set free to return to his house and to Catherine. Then will we speak with you as friends, as we do wish, for we too are fearful for thine soul, if Lucas does die at thy hand.
0: Hmm.
1: And they got no reply at first, um, but then Ded wrote a few lines, and uh, he did write back. There's no translation translation for this. Ye most noble Peter, first I must know whom did tell ye of Lucas. If ye swear not to use ye, ye power, then I shall bring Lucas within one round of the glass. I do beg ye forgiveness, but I meant to cause no harm to him. I shall do this for ye be my friends, Foulhurst. Uh. So, because Foulhurst wants this power for himself, they've called his bluff and said, Look, you know, Lucas can't die or this whole thing disappears. That's good of him. Yeah. Um, and so they write back. Tis not that we need to be told on every occasion what has come to pass lucas suffers in the pit we have seen the pitiful light that comes through the grill of iron and felt the lack of air to breathe yet he singeth in latin you have our word that none shall feel our power so long as lucas returns to his house then our friendship shall have no bounds and we await his words and we know them well so do not try to deceive us Peter, Ken and Debbie.
0: Mm. Yeah, so they actually want their friend to be safe and sound and they're looking out for him from the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then literally possibly for the first time, right in front of them on the screen, they've written a reply. Tis John that didst tell. And he immediately wrote back We had seen him aforehand. John didst confirm our knowings. Wilt thou delay? Wilt thou delay? Make haste, harm not John. Valhurst come back with ye bear with me another hour <laughs> hmm. <laughs> And so they say I can wait for a friend.
0: <laughs> I love the word friend. I yeah,
1: I start using that now. Uh but he makes good on it. Next message is from Lucas.
0: Hey. Lucas is
1: back. My three true friends. I do weep so that I am again free to be with my friends again, at least for a short time. It is wrong that I cannot hold you close, but I am only to show such love for my friends on the leams. I know you as well as my own family since your time was open to me. Before that, I never knew friendship so true.
0: Oh, camera's gone out.
1: Oh, yeah though it is of many years of change and we are so often confused but i need your words so that i may take comfort from them i must make rest i must rest so that i may speak with you tomorrow or else i will make no sense of my words to my good friends i need time to weep lucas so he's just like ultimately really really happy that- <laughs> oh that one's gone as well <laughs> ultimately really happy that he's um that he's uh, out of prison, basically, I think, at this point. That's just beeping. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's um, run out of battery power.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Typical, as we're getting towards the end.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, pretty much. Um... Hmm. Okay. Okay and uh, yeah it just goes on to say that is still um trying trying to get Lucas's land off him and that sort of thing and Lucas doesn't want to um give it up but he uh, I think Debs has a couple of dreams about Lucas and uh, Lucas Uh, writes back, saying, "'My friend, I think your maid is something of a jester, but she must understand this important thing. It is certain that she saw me appear, and yet she insults me by not opening her mouth. I tell you, maid, speak to me. I won't harm you. I am not malicious or dangerous. If you speak with me and perhaps take to me, I will be allowed to take your hand, so that I can see if I can touch a person of your time. This would help us communicate better. Yet I will do nothing that you would not wish.' This is why I must go very cautiously and ask you, my fellow for advice. Love Lucas. Mm. And he says uh, to Peter, you talk of things which I will never understand. If a man were to go as quickly as you say, Oh yeah. Cause um, Peter, as he tells him that he's been to Oxford mm-hmm. and back just within like the last day or so, and he says, you talk of things which I will never understand. If a man to go as quickly as you say, would not blood ooze from his ears, you know, in a car? Yeah. <laughs> He's only used to being able to travel maximum of what, 20 mile an hour on a horse. So
0: that would have taken him days to yeah, yeah. get places.
1: I told my horse of this and it thought me mad. It threw <laughs> off its saddle for fear I might force this feat upon it. You ask of my God, men of my time have many thoughts, mostly contrary to each other. A learned man can make good use of his gifts and constraints. Mm -hmm. Love and honor for a man can set loose all kinds of ideas with a few wise words. We are here to communicate. This is all we really have. Don't you agree? And communication is what it's all about, really.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, We are at 40 minutes. Um, But... Part four. we, We will be coming into part four. Very soon, soon, I think. Um, We need to... I need to just obviously say that at this point, um, all throughout even the early parts of the book, uh, they have been trying to get the uh, Society of Psychical Research to come out and research it, and they haven't really been interested up Mm -hmm. to now. But now Lucas is back out uh they've convinced some guys to actually come out and speak to him mm-hmm. um but he doesn't but Lucas doesn't really trust the uh the SPR society of uh psychical research and he he you know he's not very not very willing to talk to them mm. um but then Debs' dreams get a lot deeper and I'm going to read this one through and this is where we're going to end it. for today. Okay. So. Debs has fallen asleep and she's appeared in Lucas's house and she says, I caught Lucas singing to himself in the barrels room and I walked in quietly. Amusingly, Lucas was headfirst inside one of the bigger barrels, which was lying down on its side. And all I could see was his feet i could easily have imagined lucas to be fixing the underside of a cortino one minute he would st- lie still in some sort of concentration and the next his feet would begin to waggle as he continued to sing again so she spoke to him lucas pray why are you lying inside a barrel i asked mockingly lucas's body jerked and he pulled himself out emerging with a knife in hand and a cap on his head he was just about intact though a little ruffled with surprise Maid, you bring your troublesome self always when Lucas beest upside down. (laughs) He did not answer my question about the barrel, but stood and stared at me for a second or two, as though he had misheard me, as was natural to Lucas. He then turned on his heel and swiftly walked into the kitchen with an unspoken, follow me, demanding attention in the swirling air behind him. Lucas seemed a little awkward this day, and he struggled to make sense of what I was saying. Perhaps he was just in one of his not-so-patient moods, in Clint Eastwood fashion, he put his feet up on the table, as he always did when he was about to make a statement. I think he did it to look in control. It always worked impressively. Maid, you stay with Lucas all day. I thought it was an odd thing to say, that re- and reminded him that, the choice being mine, I would gladly stay all day, but the Leem's power governed my stay. Nay, maid, you will stay with goodly Lucas. Stay, it is your will, and not that of the Leem's.' Interestingly enough, several hours passed by, and I was still with Lucas. He kept me occupied with rolling candles, which he made from soft fat of some kind. They were fairly thin. Things seemed to get less serious as we both worked at the table and talked. I wasn't doing so badly with the candles, I thought, but I applied too much confidence to my hand, and and a candle broke in two. I tried to quietly stick it back together, but the damn thing wouldn't hold properly. Apart from the fact that the grass which was its wick had also crumbled Lucas without raising so much of an eyelid spoke made, you will not, you will, well, not to break a candle of Lucas's <laughs> prey." It's even when he's speaking directly to it, it's still difficult to understand. Mm. "'Uh-oh,' I thought as I stiffened. "'He's not going to have one of his unpredictable fits over a candle, is he?' I felt my face redden. Lucas looked while his hands continued to work at my guilty hand, and then slowly his eyes met mine. Immediately he grabbed the cap from his head and flung it straight at me. For a second I thought he was going to get violent, but instead he picked up the two pieces of candle from the table and held them both eye level, laughing. "'What, maid, with all the questions, does break candles? "'Your man, I am too pity.' Lucas playing chauvinist again basically Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was provoked enough to retaliate I picked up the cap and was about to throw it back at him when I caught sight of some herbs which were lodged in a small pocket inside his cap this was my best attack and what man pray keeps his brains in a pocket as small as this I sang out pointing to the herbs this was getting childish and I was perhaps low level humour but for a change Lucas actually could relate to this mischief we were both laughing now. "'Pray, return Lucas's cap so that his wits may be restored, "'and you will not make a fool of my goodly self.' "'Lucas joked as he went to grab the cap back from me. "'But as he moved, I took a step away from him. "'He wasn't going to be let off that easily. "'Nay, methinks to prefer you with no wits, Lucas,' I said, "'taking another teasing step back. "'Then, alas, tis to be. "'Witless Lucas may be my name, "'forsaken by this pretty maid that stands before me.' Lucas fixed me still with this sad look and took the cap from my hand and placed it on my head. I hoped, stupidly, that it wasn't infested with fleas, (laughs) but did not insult him by removing it from my head. Again, Lucas looked at me with some seriousness. Maid, now tell me, now that you have taken all Lucas's wits, what thoughts in my cap do I have of Debbie? I wasn't sure whether we were still playing a game or, for that matter, how I would reply reply to keep up continuity. The atmosphere, I pretended I didn't understand and tried to break the seriousness by taking on modelling pose, tilting the cap and saying in an American accent, "'Guess the cap suits me, honey!' (laughs) Lucas smiled gently but obviously did not catch the intended humour. He left the room for a moment, came back in again with a small book in his hand. He handed it to me and continued to work with the candle, saying it was the only book from his teacher that he had not sold. I flicked through the pages but it was in Latin, couldn't understand it. "'Lucas, Latin be not my language?' Yea, me know,' he replied. "'He stood up from the table and took the book back from me. "'Tis a special book to Lucas. "'I wished you to hold it, nothing more.' "'Oh, well,' I thought, another conversation bites the dust, "'but Lucas continued to, on a different track. Maid, will you carry these candles for goodly Lucas?' "'He took two bunches of candles from the table, "'one for himself and one pushed towards me, "'saying that this would be a good opportunity "'to show me where he slept at night.' He moved awkwardly. Hey, up, eh? yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> he moved awkwardly to what he called the stairs, although these were basically a ladder, which he didn't look particularly safe by any means. I tried making excuses, but he was not listening, and he had already climbed the ladder, taking my bunch of candles from me so that I could climb it with both hands free. Near the top he gave me his hand and pulled me up from the ladder onto my feet. Lucas was deceptively strong. Through a door and into his bedroom, I was almost crouching. The roof was so low. The whole room was panelled, including the roof and door. And like the combination of stone and oak downstairs, again, the room was quite sparse. Lucas boasted that he had a new mattress and a new blankets on his bed. He sat down again, a little awkward, and told me to sit down next to him. I felt very uncomfortable, almost claustrophobic. Instead of sitting down, I looked around, spied a bunch of candles on the floor and picked them up. There was no hay on the wooden floor. Um... Lucas said they took the hay to heat away the bedrooms. I I wondered if he was referring to the heat rising from the kitchen, but thought better to mention it. Convection was not an easy topic of conversation. I really have to go now. Ken will worry. What shall I do with these candles? Lucas grabbed my elbow and pulled me to sit next to him. I was noticeably shaking now, but not too numb to feel the prickly mattress under the blankets and the sharp wooden edges of the bed. Couldn't understand my nerves were on edge. I'm just not the nervous type. Lucas made things worse by asking if I was cold, to which I replied yes. To cover up my real reason for trembling, he had placed a blanket over both my legs and his. Again I spoke. I forgot to try the Middle English idiom. Lucas, I've got to go. Ken Ken's going to go crackers if I'm not back soon. What shall I do with these cat? The candles are of nay matter, Debbie. Lucas interrupted. Your perfume haunts my house. Your hand is softer than any fair hand. He lifted my hand to his face and closed his eyes Then continued. Be you not real, not only for your unnatural beauty, but also that you make me 430 years too old for you. (laughs) One day, Debbie will know Lucas as no more than history. Am I to live knowing nothing else? She was speechless. He was so serious and so sad. It was a very sensitive situation, and I just couldn't understand. I was so mixed up. My only reaction was to move my arm away and make for the door before I'd burst into tears with the pressure. It wasn't like me to be so weak. Lucas was so swift that he had moved ahead of me and slammed his back against the door with his arm folded. It must have hurt his back. I could feel the tears welling up, but I fought them back. Made tis lack of mind cap that makes me foolish. He took the cap from my head and brushed my face gently with the back of his hand before replacing the cap on his head. Forgive me, Debbie. What would if I were 430 years younger in the space of time? Pray do not leave it so long before you see fool, foolish Lucas again. Basically, i saying come back.
0: Hmm.
1: The time I spent with Lucas must have been at least four hours, and yet once I returned, the fire was still burning brightly and the clock face showed 5.20. Wow. So that is really quite a an yeah. intense romantic experience to be having. Fifty Shades of Lucas, though. Yeah, sort of.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah, I feel like uh, he's clearly falling for her
1: more. Definitely,
0: yeah. yeah. he's quite, uh, is the word besotted?
1: <laughs> besotted, what? yeah. But I'm, you can imagine that a, a woman like Debbie from the 80s, who I think is, uh, there is a picture of her in the book somewhere. You know, she is quite an attractive mm-hmm. woman, and f- for a man from the 1500s, he would never have seen a woman of that kind of, you know, with mm-hmm. straight teeth and you know, yeah, yeah. permed hair, that sort of thing. You know, makeup like that. I mean, commoners in his day would have been but ugly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. But anyway, I did say that their relationship took a quite a, yeah. a deep, meaningful turn, and I think we've pretty much covered that now um So I am going to leave it there for today, and come back and join us next week. It will be part four, and I promise I am going to close it off. <laughs> the, the fourth and final, the fourth part. and final part. However long it takes, we're we're, we're closing it off, and we're, we're going to draw a line under it and get the paranormality rating because this book I, I, I just I really enjoy it, and I just want to I want to try and wrap this up now. So, thank you, Doug. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody.